discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Just imagine if you were Bill Gates' son and you had $50 billion to your name. Will you be sad? Why won't you be sad? So all those who do this. Hmm. You know, some people can be there and they will be crying on their own. They can think crying and they will start crying. <laughs> Someone can look at the head in the mirror. Ah, my head is so big. God, what happened? Did you take your eyes off when you were making me? What happened? But when you know who you are, you don't care what, how, how you look in the mirror. If you know who you are, you will become the most beautiful person in the whole world. Nothing bothers you. The fact that you are a child of the most high. Yeah, child of the most high. The God of all gods. The king of all kings. Is your father. Brother, you are not ordinary. Say I'm not ordinary. And that brings you joy. Joy unspeakable that is full of glory. Yeah. The Bible says, count it all joy. When you go through diverse tests. So even when you are going through diverse tests, you are excited. You are not afraid. Paul said, I rejoice at my tribulation. Yeah. Yeah. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Look at Romans 5, 3. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. We glory. We enjoy in tribulations. When the devil is standing up the head, you tell him, turn it, we don't care. Whether you like it or not, Jesus overcame and we overcame with him. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh this world. We are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. I'm a child of God. All things are mine. That is why we dance like we are mad. Someone can be dancing like that and does not have anything in his pocket or anything in his account. But he knows that his, his life is not dependent on what's in his account or what's in his pocket. No, his life is hid in Christ and hid in God. All things are mine. Hallelujah. Yeah. So we rejoice. In Romans chapter 14, verse 17, he says that, listen, the kingdom of God is not in meat and in drink. But the kingdom of God that we live in is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Brother, I have joy. Why? Because when Jesus rose from the dead, his resurrection brought me joy. He says, you will not see me, but then you will see me again. And when you see me, you shall have joy. And your joy, no man can take away from you. No man can take away from you. Yeah. It's part of the things he purchased for you. Yes.
No situation can destroy your life. Yeah. It says, my peace I give unto you. Not as the word give it, give I unto you. Yeah. My peace I bequeath to you. It says, in this world you have many troubles. But cheer up. But rejoice. 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 Why? Because I overcome the world. I overcome the world. Rejoice, 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 and be exceedingly glad. Eh? These things have I spoken. John 16, 30, These things have I spoken unto you that you might in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Be of good. I don't know if you have any other version that will say any other thing. I have overcome the world. Eh? This one says, Be confident. Which one? Be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Certain. Undaunted. Be undaunted in life. No matter what is going on. It has only one end. It is not over until you have won. It is not over until you have won. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse, verse 14. But thanks be unto God. Who always causes us. Are you in the church? I thought you'd be happy about what we are saying to you. Jesus died and gave you inheritance. Don't be a Christian who is like this. Ah, we don't know. Hey, we are still here. Oh, I'm not BBAC. No, BBAC means he's a... The Bible says a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. Brother, speak good things into your life. Sister, speak good things into your life. Joy unspeakable. I have joy all the days of my life. It's an instruction from the Lord. Yeah. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Look at Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Always. Then it says, and again I say, rejoice. He didn't say when, when you hammer one million dollars in your account. He didn't say rejoice when you receive one million dollars. Listen, listen, listen to me. Nothing in this world brings true joy. Nothing. Everything is up to a point. It can bring you happiness to a point. Someone said, when I get married, I'll be very happy. Most married people's joy is on the wedding day and some few days after, after that. Yeah, yeah, we are just there. You need to rekindle the joy. You need the Holy Ghost or else it won't work. It's not a marriage conference. I've said some things. But when I say them, your ear remove and fall to the ground. No, rejoice in the Lord. Tell me about rejoice in the Lord. Do you understand rejoice? I'm not talking about the lady called rejoice. Oh. Not sister rejoice. Oh. Let's look at it. It says rejoice in the Lord. Delight, gladden yourselves in him. Delight yourself, gladden yourself, be excited. Don't be a don't be a quiet Christian. Don't be a Christian who is always sad. He says, rejoice, 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 rejoice. Even when there's nothing in your account, even when you are feeling you are not feeling too well, even when your boy has left you, even when that lady has left you. Even when your results are not so good. Rejoice evermore. He says, count it all joy. All. Why? 
Jesus rose from the dead. And his resurrection of the dead makes us know that we have won. We have won. Say we have won. I preach a message called La Show. La Show. Sometimes eh, you can be watching a movie. Who are the new heroes around? Justice League. Bahubali. Do you know Bahubali? Hey! Hey! That side. Have you watched Justice League? The new one. Zack Snyder's cuts. Four hours. I tell you, it's not easy. You see that side, it's like he's winning. It's like he's winning. You know, those of us who grew up in the 90s, we used to watch Chuck Norris against Tom Do you know Tom Kickboxer. Van Damme. It's Van Damme, rather. Van Damme against Tom Hey! Tom was beating Van Damme. It was not easy at all. And Van Damme was falling. Everything was, was not happening for him. Then he remembered what they did to his girlfriend. Hey! He remembered what they did to his girlfriend. Then he charged. And that was the end of Tom Poe's life. Give all the shot. Listen, you are the Van Damme of the movie. You have won. No matter what is going on around. You have not moved. Why? Because you know the end from the beginning. You know how it is going to end. At the end of the day, you won. So what do you do in the midst of the problem? Just imagine watching a death match. You know Ghana won by five goals to four. And the opposition has called you for the first half. You have won the match already. You get sad. No, you don't get sad. Because you know that second half is coming. When the second half comes, you see where all lies. Brother, your second half is around the corner. Twice ever more. Never be sad in your life. Say, I'll never be sad in my life. I'll never be sad in my life. The kingdom of God is joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But thanks be unto God. 2 Corinthians 2.14 But now thanks be unto God which always always causes us to triumph in Christ. He always causes us to have victory in Christ. Not sometimes. Always. Always. Say always. I can never go down in the life. I can go in higher. And higher. And higher. And higher. This is why he says die. So that you can have God. Brother, sister, don't let circumstances make you sad. Sometimes things happen around you and you're like, God, why? It's like from one bad thing to another. Another bad thing. Another bad thing. But at the end of the day, it may not look like it now, but you win. So don't go through the journey sad. Eating the bread of sorrows. Go to the journey excited. 
no matter what is happening, he's laughing. Since he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Because you are seated together in heavenly places with the Lord. Laugh your way through. Laugh your way through. Give the Lord a shout. So his resurrection gives us what? Joy. Wow. You want more? I've left some inside. I've left some. So you let me mention one last one. I'll do two together as one so that we can close. Okay? I think you've learned something. Yeah, in the future, when we get the opportunity, we'll preach it properly. Yes, all night. Hallelujah. Some people are not happy. They are saying that, hey, people don't close it. Tomorrow is a holiday. You know, one of the things that this this particular point gives you, okay, it gives you the confidence for life. Like no matter what you are going to face, you face that with confidence. You face it with confidence. You don't face it with fear and uncertainty. Some of you are going to write exams. You don't face the exam with fear. No, the fear, the fear, the Bible says fear causes torment. Just the fear will cause so much torment, you will not be happy. It's like I've not studied this, I've not studied everything. Then you start panicking. You start listen, we've all been students before. I've been a student before. In this same school you are in, people have been there before. I was like a tanga boy. I left university. I left university 13 years ago. Wow. Where were you? Ask me about it. Where you born? I left university 13 years ago. There's nothing you understand. What you are going through, we have gone through before. I never killed a paper. You can go and check my records. I never killed a paper by God's grace. Because even when I was in school, I knew these things. Like you are getting to know that some of you are in school. So everybody was in school here. Some of us are married men children. But you may not know, it's like we are just sitting in the church like that. We have big people in the church. So are you. One day I was having a meeting and I said, how many of you are students? Just about 10 people's hands came up. And there were about 100 people there. Yeah, there's some children. Doctors, pharmacists, managers. I have some wild managers in the system. Yes. Very well. But you will not know. When they are in the church, they are just moving around, serving and things. They are dancing, sweeping, cleaning the toilet. I mean, some things. They can pay us because it's very easy. I have people who work only whites. There's no black person there. Organized. Only whites, they are the only black person there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So whatever you are going to, we have gone through it before. Don't face life with a defeatist mentality. Face life with a victory mentality. Yes, I have the big voice that I, I won. How do you know I won? Because of what Jesus did. He rose from the dead and said, all hail. It's all yours. All things are yours. Yeah. All things are yours. If you read in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 
verse 7, he says something very powerful. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 7. He says, but if the ministration of death, he calls the old covenant and the law a ministration of death, it brought death. Okay? Are you in the church? Ah. Written and engraving in stones was glorious. He says, if that one was glorious, it had some glory. So that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses. They couldn't look at Moses' face because of the glory that was coming from his face. Meanwhile, that old covenant was going to be done away with. Moses was so glorious, they couldn't look at his face. He says, which glory was to be done away? Next verse. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? This is the time of the ministration of the Spirit. Let's read the Amplified. Why should not the dispensation of the Spirit, this is the dispensation of the Spirit, this spiritual ministry whose task it is to cause men to obtain and be governed by the Holy Spirit, be attended with much greater and more splendid glory. Listen, the glory we will enjoy, he says, it is more than what Moses had. Can you imagine? He says, the glory that we have is more than what David had. It's more than what Elijah had. It's more than what Solomon had. If you allow yourself and you can, you can prosper and be in health and be a blessing to millions all around the world. Just you. Just you. Just you. Yeah. If you like it. Yes, that's a question. If you like it. Because there are some people who are like, oh, these things, I don't know. No. You have to, you have to, you have to get bigger and greater and help others. The reason why I get bigger and greater is so that I can help others. Yes. Yes. I'm looking for $1 million. I'm praying for, I'm putting my faith to work for it. So I can do certain, I can put people into missionary work for many people to be blessed. That's, that's what I'm looking for $1 million for. And more. For. Yes. If you can give me one, bring me, bring it to me. <laughs> when I was putting my shit on in the office, God asked me, what would you do with $1 million? I said, I'm, I need it. You know what I'll do with it. <laughs> you know what I'll do with it. Yeah. Without question. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at the next verse. You like what I'm sharing with you? Have you learned anything? See, I'll never go down in my life. Say so more. Tell never say so more. Don't be diplomatical. Listen. Don't be a diplomatic person in the house of God. You don't say anywhere. You are just there. You are CIA. BNI. FBI. You are just observing. What are these people saying? What are they? If you come in the first time and you do that, it's fine. But as time goes on, don't drop those things. Yeah. There's liberty in the house of God. Respond to God's word. Yes. Celebrate God's word. God's word is true. It will make you what it says. It will. It's just time, but it will make you what it says. It's just time. Yeah. Look at it. It says, for if the administration of condemnation be glory, how much more does the administration of righteousness exceeding glory? This one exceeds in glory. I mean, it's far. 
If you read the Bible, you see the miracles that people did. Stephen is mentioned. But there are people in this, our time, whose miracles cannot be counted. So many. I attended a meeting with Pastor Chris in South Africa about three years ago. And it was a healing um, service. It was a healing school. I saw close to a thousand people receiving various healings. Cancers vanishing. People with broken legs becoming fine. Many miracles. I sat with Bishop Dag on his, um, his crusade stage. I've sat on it several times by God's grace. And I've, I've seen people. One day I told him that I didn't think that old lady would be healed. Then he laughed. He said, ah, what are you talking about? I said, I, feel, I felt that she'll be dying very soon. So what does she need healing for? Like, what does God need to heal her for? He laughed. He said, you, you are growing, you will see. <laughs> Yeah. There's healing, multiple uncountable healing, strange, strange things, strange miracles. Ha! It's serious. He says, This our time, eh? the glory is way more. The prosperity is way more. The, the, the blessings is way more. It is because we are aware that it is way more. Next verse. Because we are aware of our future and aware. Of the greatness that we have. Next verse. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Next verse. 12. He says, seeing then that we have such hope. Seeing then that we have such hope of glory every time. We use great plainness of speech. He says, we talk like we are mad. We talk without reservation. We speak with so much confidence. All things are mine. My life is getting better and greater and greater by the day. Yeah, I'm a blesser. A blesser. My life will bring blessings to millions all around the world. Yeah, you say such things with confidence because you know what Jesus has done for you. Not, hmm. That's what this life dear. We don't even know what God has planned for us. Maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. All you can do is to wait and see what will happen. But I don't sit there and wait to see what will happen. Make things happen. So start make things happen. Yeah. You can make things happen. Listen, I said I left school 13 years ago. I've never sat at home for one day that I'm not working. I've never sat at home for one day. Never. I've always had something to do. And my labor has been profitable all the years. Yes. Profitable labor. Because when others were saying that there's nothing for them, I was saying that there's something for me. Yes. What we're saying there's a casting now, we're saying there's a lifting up. I'm getting bigger. I'm not talking about your size. Oh. So if you don't want to be big, you don't say it. This one, I don't say it. No, I'm talking about your influence. Your influence. Your value system affecting many other people. You get it? Your value system. Your faith in God. And the values you carry. Of glory and goodness affecting many. Yes. yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that leads me to the fourth thing I want to mention. I've, I've left point number two, three. What I shared is actually point number four. And I've left point number five. I'm going to six and seven. Okay. Okay. Let me mention point number two in my notes for you. 
So I was supposed to have spoken about the number two is union. It brings us a union with the Godhead. That's point number two. I can't, if I start, we'll not finish. Then the third thing is that it brings us eternal life through salvation. So I'm going to talk about eternal life, the quality of God's life. Okay? Then point number four is unspeakable joy. I just mentioned that. Point number five is the hope of resurrection. But I can't talk about it because of time. Point number six is that it brings us the ministry of reconciliation. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Okay? Point number six is what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ brings us. What am I preaching about? Seven things the resurrection gives us. What's point number one? It gives us what? Our objective faith, isn't it? What's point number two? Joy unspeakable and full of glory. According to what I've preached, right? But I've mentioned point number two. What's the point number two? It brings us or gives us a union with the Godhead. That is very powerful. Point number three from my notes is what? Brings us eternal life through salvation. That is very powerful. And point number four is unspeakable joy, isn't it? And point number five is what? Sorry? It gives us the hope of resurrection. Okay? One day, we will be transfigured. This body will not take over your life for, for the rest of your life. Even those who have died as Christians will rise again. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse 18. Look at 1 Corinthians 15. Let's read 17 into 18. If Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. You are yet in your sins. 18. Then they also which are falling asleep in Christ are perished. Or those who are dead in Christ, if there's no resurrection of the dead, then those who are dead in Christ have perished. I'm giving you small light into the hope of resurrection. Okay? Next, verse 19. Then it says, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. If only in this life, if, only, if we can only trust Jesus Christ in this life, then, we are, then it's useless. He says that beyond this life, you can trust in Jesus. Because after this life, it is not ended. Yes. It's called death for germination. Our death is not a death for termination. It's a death for germination. Whoever is not born again and dies is dead and truly dead. Do you get it? But whoever is born again and dies physically has actually died to be germinated one day. So it's a day where we receive our resurrected bodies. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians 4, 15 to 18. For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep or which are dead. It says, when Jesus comes, we will not prevent those who have died in Christ. Next verse. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. If you believe that Jesus died and rose again, believe that he will come through heaven one again, once again. He will come. You'll be shocked. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the, with the trump of God. Then he says, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So they shall rise. All those who have died who are born again will rise once again. They will also have their resurrection and get their resurrected body. Next verse. Then we which are alive and remain, those of us who are on earth, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. 
and so shall we ever be with the Lord. You see, he didn't say, and those who are good and do all the good things God says they should do will be caught up in heaven. No. He says, all of us shall be caught up and we shall meet him in the clouds. Have you seen it? So it gives us the hope of resurrection. It lets you know that one day, the resurrection of Christ gives you the hope that one day. It's called the hope of the church. And hope, is, he's not talking about hope, oh, maybe it will happen. No. I hope it will. He's talking about an assurance of conviction of something happening. Yes. That's the hope he's talking about. Okay? The word is elpis. Confident assurance of something that is going to happen. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51. 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep or die, but we shall all be changed. We shall all be transfigured. Changed. Next verse. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. We also shall be changed one day. Next verse. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when, the, when this corruptible shall have put on incorruptible, this corruptible, this flesh, is called corruptible, says it shall put on incorruptible. And this mortal shall have put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. So one day death will be swallowed up in victory. We know that it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the resurrection of Jesus Christ brings us this hope and lets us know that. Wait, so when you're, when you're, my father passed on about three or four years ago and he didn't cry. Not because I didn't love my father. I knew he was in a better place. Do you get it? I tried, but it didn't work. Because I so believed this, that his absence did not bring me tears. Uncontrollable. I'm not saying when your father dies, you shouldn't cry. Do you know everybody's father will die? Oh. No, one of the things you should know is that everybody will go. Everybody's father will die. Your father's father is dead. Your, your mother's father is dead. Everybody's father will die. Everybody's mother will die. It's just a matter of time. Basically. Hey. It's like what I've said, you don't want to hear it at all in your life. The Bible says, teach us to number our days so that we may apply our hearts to what? To wisdom. When you know to number your days, that you will not be here forever. You apply your, you, you apply your heart to wisdom. You don't do some foolish things. Because you know that you will not be here forever. So when you are doing things, you do things with gumption. You know gumption. Do things with gumption. He wants you to have a certain kind of wisdom. Okay? So one day, everybody you have lost will show up. You are not gone forever. So we don't cry like people who don't have hope. One guy was saying that and then he slipped and fell on the on the on the casket as it was being lowered into the grave. Then he said, Hallelujah. You don't count like it's like your your life is finished. No, it's not finished. There's more for you. Hallelujah. So it gives us hope. Okay. Then the next point, which is point number six in mind, 
is that it brings us, it gives us the ministry of reconciliation. Jesus' resurrection, today is the resurrection Sunday, right? His resurrection gives us the ministry of reconciliation. There's a ministry called the ministry of reconciliation. And it is for every child of God. It's not for preachers only. It's for every child of God. And I want to expose you to it in five minutes and then we'll close. Second Corinthians 5, verse 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Since when you become born again, you become a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. See, I'm a new creature. A new creature. Ask your neighbor, are you born again? Born again. What do your neighbor say? Ah. If you are not born again, today is your day. You need to give your life to Christ today. Okay? Then it says, and all things are of God. All the things that come to the born again experience are from God. God who has reconciled us. The word reconciled means to bring us back into friendship. Or into relationship with God. Let's read. Which version do you like? Message. message. Let's read message. Verse 18. Hallelujah. Can you read this to me? One to go. No, this is a wrong rendering. It's not easy English. But they can't project easy English, can they? Okay. Do you have a microphone by you? Hallelujah. Okay. Since all this is the work of God, who because of Christ has stopped being angry with us. By Christ, we have become God's friends instead of his enemies. And he wants us to bring other people to be his friends too. This is the job that he has given us. That's very easy English, isn't it? Verse 19. God wants us to tell people that by Christ, he was bringing the world to himself. He was bringing all people in the world back to himself to be his friends. He was not continuing to remember all the wrong things that people do. This is the message that God has given to us. He wants us to tell people that he has brought them back to himself. Then says, so we are speaking on behalf of Christ. It is quite as if God himself is asking you strongly by us. On behalf of Christ, we are asking you very strongly to become God's friends. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? So as soon as you become born again, God gives you this job. It comes with the resurrection. When Jesus rose from the dead, he told his disciples, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. On the basis of this power, go ye therefore and preach to all nations, all the nations of the world. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Look at it. Mark 16, 15. So every child of God, everybody, tell me about everybody. Everybody. Including you. Drama. Mr. Keyboardist. Mr. Clarinet. Mr. Jintai. You know Jintai. Solo everybody. All of us. Ben. Ben outside. Everybody. What are the name of the twins again? The big twins. Forgotten your name. Josephine and Adrina. Everybody. Everybody. See that. 
Your name just flew out of my head. Tiki. What's your name, my dear? Harriet. What's your name? Christabel. What's your name? <laughs> Gabriel. Gabriel. Everybody. Eh? Everybody. What's your name? Louis. What? what? Jeff. You two are Jeff. Jeff, Jeff. Eh? <laughs> I can't hear you. Johnson. Jeff, Jeff, Johnson. JJJ. <laughs> wow. Everybody, you. Tell me about everybody. everybody. Ask me about what is your name. Listen, don't come to church and not talk to anybody. Maybe the one you are not talking to is your wife. Oh. And maybe the one you are not talking to is your husband. You never know. Or maybe the one you are not talking to is the one who holds the key to your business life. He is the one who introduces you to a business that will change your life forever. But when you come here like the CIA agents, you know Newcastle disease. Amongst poultry, there's a disease called Newcastle. My God, Patrick, is it true? What happens to a new Newcastle? What happens to a chicken when it has Newcastle? He has a poultry farm. That's what I'm asking him. What happens to the, the, the chicken when he has Newcastle disease? Um, first thing, they don't move. And it's like, they don't eat well, very well as well. And then when you shake them, it's like nothing is moving them. And then they keep shaking a little and then they are there and then they will just be shaking like that and nothing, nothing will move them and then everything about them change but the basic thing is that they just can't move so some people are like that in the house of God they won't move, they shan't move they can't move they won't not move not, you, why are you trying to say chewing gum? Oh. hey chewing gum anointing is for me the Lord is watching you. Tell me about the Lord is watching you. Talk to somebody. Some people, some people come to church. As soon as you close from church now, then they take their bath. Then they are gone. They disappear in the chair. Huh? You not you don't want to be known. You don't want to be known in the church. Tell anybody you must be known. Give the Lord a shout if you like my message. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And he said unto, unto them, Go ye into the world. When he rose again, to them, Go and go and tell everybody. And preach the gospel to every creature. Tell everybody. Every creature. Have you heard of St. Francis of Assisi? Yeah. He believed the scripture so much that he could preach to animals, to birds. There was this, there's this story concerning how there was a fox that was destroying a certain French, uh, city, a certain French town. The fox would come and kill human beings to destroy, do, do all kinds of things. And they invited him to come and talk to the fox. Yes, true story. It's not a joke. It happened. And when he came, he went and looked for the fox. When he found the fox, he spoke to the fox. Mr. Fox, why are you doing this? Then he mentioned that the people of the city like you. They love you. If you change, they'll be with you. And he spoke to the fox, and the fox repented and went with him to the city. I'm not lying to you. It's, I tell you, it happened practically. You can go and check on the internet. There was a man whose head was chopped off. I've forgotten his name. His head was chopped off. And he took his head and walked. 
like that. He was born, he was a born again child of God, a preacher who was beheaded for preaching. And when he was beheaded, he took his head from the ground and walked like this and went to, I think the head was preaching, the head was talking for some time. Oh, it happened. So if you've seen some of these statues, it's, it's, it's online. I've forgotten his name, but you will see it. Someone holding, a statue of someone holding the head. Yes, it happened in French history. You know, France was one of the places where the gospel was very strong. Yes, yes. I've forgotten his name. And I'm about to tell you. Yeah, so St. Francis of us did that. He did that. He went to talk to the fox. The fox came and had made peace with them and lived amongst the people as a dog. Yes, stopped everything because he was preached to and repented. Yeah. True story. You'll be shocked. So what we have believed is not, people have lived, I tell you. People have believed what we believe and have lived it like something. Yeah. He says, go and preach to every creature. Everybody should go. Next verse. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Next verse. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Next verse. They shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Next verse. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. Next verse. And they went forth. All of them went forth. Everybody. And preached everywhere. So the resurrection gives us this responsibility, this job of bringing others into friendship with God. Don't just be happy in the church and be enjoying and be dancing. After you have danced, preach the gospel to somebody. That's why in this church, someone is, is here in this church. We know, what we, we know what we are talking about. All the dancers are preachers. All the uh, choir people, they are preachers. You can't just sing. Ooh, ah, 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 ah. And that's it. No. After you have sung, ah, 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 you know the gospel. You, are, you know that you are a minister together with the Lord. You are a worker together with the Lord. You know, there are a lot of ungodly instrumentalists in many churches. And ungodly choristers in many churches. And ungodly ushers in many churches. They just come to come and play the drums and play the guitar and sing in the choir. And just usher. And then that's it. After they are done, they are doing all kinds of things you can think about. No, that's not what God wants then. Everybody must be a minister of reconciliation. We are all sent. That's what the gospel gives to us. That's what the, the resurrection gives to us. It gives us that ministry. Everybody has it. Everybody is given that ministry, to go forth and preach everywhere. So all of us, look at, we are so many here. We are like maybe 600, 700 here. So many of us here. There's room for more. If we would preach the gospel to that other person, that roommate, that sibling, that cousin, it would change the person's life. If you let him know that, listen, someone died on your behalf, you don't need to go to hell. The person will give their life to Christ. He has made you a minister of reconciliation. He's a worker together with you. If you read in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, something is spoken of. It's called the mystery of godliness. The mystery of godly, godliness. He's talking about God, the mystery of God. And amazingly, in the mystery of godliness, on the mystery of God, this is what he says. He says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. This is the first part of the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. God came in the flesh. It's a mystery, but it happened. Second, he was justified in the spirit. In other words, he was raised from the dead by the spirit. Then he says, and he was seen of angels because the Holy Ghost that brought Jesus from the dead. 
if the power of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. So justifying us, it means that he was brought back to the life by the Holy Spirit. Then he says he was seen of angels. Angels saw him when he came out of the dead. Angels announced his resurrection. The first announcement was made by two angels. Then he says he was preached unto the Gentiles. Have you seen it? So in the mystery of godliness, preaching is involved. It's a mystery. Preaching does not look like anything, but that is the power of God. It's called the foolishness of preaching. That is what God has chosen to use as an instrument to bring others in. So without preaching, the mystery of godliness is not complete. He says he was preached unto the Gentiles, which is us, apart from Jews. Believed on in the world. Everybody must believe. Then he says, received up into glory. That is, you and I must be received up into glory with him. Are you seeing it? In Romans chapter 10, verse 13, he says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall not be ashamed. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then he says, but how? How then shall they call on him in whom they they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Charlton, what do you think? How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? You are the preacher. Tell me, but you are the preacher. If you don't think too much about what you say, or maybe I don't, I don't know anything. No, when you open your mouth, you will feel it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look at the next verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? You will say, oh, maybe God has not sent me. It's a lie. God has sent you. When Jesus rose from the dead, he came to tell them, go. John chapter 20, verse 21. As the Father has sent me. That, just when Jesus rose from the dead and he came, he said, as the Father has sent me. This is the first meeting with the disciples. Then Jesus said, then said Jesus to them, peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. So you have been sent by Jesus Christ. To your small environment. To people around you. To people far away from you. You must become a missionary for the Lord. Listen, I said I left university 13 years ago. 11 years ago, God spoke to me about starting this church. And I started it 10 years ago. If I had not started it, we would not be sitting here. This is not our only church in Ghana. We have so many churches. Some abroad, some here. Because my small life was planted for the Lord, and I decided to do what God said we should do. We are where we are. See where you are happy. See where you are enjoying. You are involved in a certain family, nice family here that cares for you. You have people who visit you and talk to you. You'll be flexing them, but they'll still come to you anyway. It's as though, it's as though uh, someone is paying them to come and see you. And then you'll be flexing. When they call you, put your phone off. When you see their call coming on Sunday morning between 7 a.m. and 8.30, you cut the call, cut the call, cut the call, cut the call, and then you call at 11 and say, oh, oh, I, I don't know, I, I don't know what happened. I couldn't tell. Oh. Make the Lord a shout if you like what I'm saying. But still, they are following up on you. Still, they are t- it's as though, it's like, ah, why are these people worrying me like that? These people, don't they have a life? Yeah, it's not because they don't have a life. They have been sent by God to you. 
You see, God will never wear a red ha- a red hat, red bandana, with red belt and red shirt and red shoe. So that you see that he has come. He will come to you in a normal person. In a young man, a young lady. One, one day, one of, our, one of our pastors said something. Because, you know, this pastor, is, uh, is a, she's a manager of some people. Okay, there are about 45 people under her. In her, in her company. It's a multinational company. But as somebody was flexing her, she walked to the person's room, knocked. The person was lying on the bed, looking at her and pretending as though she was sleeping. She was, just, she was seeing her, but then she was like... And then he was knocking, calling her. The girl was just lying down as though she's fast asleep. She knocked for 30 minutes. She didn't open the door. And she came back. She said, Pastor, what kind of people are? What can you imagine? Me. They did this to me. Hey. And I told her, well, don't worry. It's like that. The joy of seeing the person established in the house of God after some time cannot be compared to what the person is doing now. Pray for her. She will change. Yeah. Do you know why that, that lady is doing that? She's doing that because she's aware, she's conscious of the ministry of reconciliation that she has, she has from the Lord. That she has been sent by God. She doesn't, you don't need a, a fire in your room, burning bush experience. Then the Lord will speak. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Johnson. Johnson. You don't need that. The word of God is good enough. He's risen from the dead. And he has given us a ministry. He says, bring others. Every other. It's good news. Let all men know that I died for them. Let all men know that because of my resurrection, they don't have to die in sin. They don't have to go to hell. I'm here for them. Hallelujah. And amazingly, God does not leave you to do it alone. God joins you in doing it. So he says, you talk on the outside, I'll talk on the inside. As you talk on the outside, I'll give you words to speak. And I'll talk to the person as well. If we don't do this ministry of reconciliation without the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the first testifier. And he gives us the ability to testify. And he makes people change. He makes people, he convicts men of sin. Not you, not me. He convicts them. If you read in uh, John chapter 15, verse 27. Look at John 15, 27. Let's use 26 into 27. 26 says, But when the Comforter, that is the Holy Spirit, has come, whom I will send unto you from from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, says, He shall testify of me, or he shall witness of me. He shall speak concerning me. He shall preach concerning me. Next verse. Then it says, And you also shall preach or bear witness. It is he. He is a senior preacher. And we are the junior preachers. So every child of God is a junior preacher. The Holy Ghost is a senior preacher. And everybody, immediately become born again, he gives it to you. He gives you that ministry, that job. So don't say, oh, me dear, I just came. No, you must preach. You must change someone's life. Yeah. If your life is just to be in school, grow up, get a good job, marry, have a, a nice, nice children, what? Grow, build a house, buy two cars or three cars, one for your wife, one for yourself, one for your children. What else? 
fly to America, Dubai, Singapore, go and come up and down, up and down. You build two more houses and then maybe you buy a fridge, bigger fridge, smaller fridge, you change your sitting rooms, chairs, and then you die. I tell you, a goat is better than you. Because a goat will be used for life soup. Even a goat has purpose. Yes. Because as a goat is moving around and eating the grass and everything, it is becoming fat for you. But when you die, even your dead body is not useful. We can't do anything with your dead body. Nobody can eat your dead body. Termites will enjoy your body. It's the truth. Hallelujah. So preach the gospel. Tell about preach the gospel. God has sent you to preach to many. That is why he brought you here on earth. Yes. And he's there to partner with you. He's a worker together with you. See, I'm a, I'm a soul winner. Say it like you mean it. I'm a soul winner. I'm a life changer. I'll preach everywhere. I'll give my life everywhere. You see these people? Most of them are not from this place. I, you are from Kumase, right? She's from Kofuria. He's from Accra. He's from Cape Coast. He's from Accra. She's from here, right? Yeah. Most of these people could have been anywhere. But they stayed in this place because of the house of God, because of the gospel. Yeah. There are a lot of leaders here who are not, they are not supposed to be here, but they are still here. They are giving their lives for the Lord. So that the Lord can do something with them. Because they know that they have a ministry. Against opposition, strong, strict opposition. I came here. I didn't, I'm, I was not born in Kumasi. I was not ready. The last place I wanted to go was in Kumasi. Last place, what am I doing? So that I can get up and come to the country. But God told me, come to Kumasi. Come to Kumasi. Kumasi Peg. With one bag. I have it with one bag when I came here. Hallelujah. And my small life has done something for them. That's touched people. You to your small life. You may think that it's not it's nothing, but your small is very important. It's very, very important. The last point, okay? The last point is that Jesus' resurrection brings us or gives us motivation for our sacrifice. That is so needed. It gives us motivation for our sacrifice. You have a sacrifice to make. You see, Jesus sacrificed. That is why you are here. Jesus didn't need to die. He could have just, he was living in heaven. He was the word of God. He was the word of God. He didn't need to come here. He was walking on gold. Nothing. He didn't need to come and see you, Tiki. He didn't need to come and see what's your name. Nathaniel, he didn't need to come and see you. My friend, I miss you. It's good to see you. What's your name? Enoch. He didn't need to come and see you, Felicia. He didn't need to come and see you, Chester. Uh, Mr. Dancer, what's your name? David. Ima, right? Sorry? Hansen. He didn't need to come and see you. Hasla. But he came, he sacrificed and came here on earth. And came to die a gruesome death because of you. Slap your neighbor and see if the the person will feel it. If you're afraid of your neighbor, you can't slap. (laughs) Yeah, you see how painful it is? Is it painful? Jesus, listen, 
Jesus was beaten. The Bible says that they beat him and he was unrecognizable. If you knew him a day before, when you saw him a day after, you couldn't recognize him. You passed by him. Uh, who is that? They beat him. His face was rearranged. I tell you. They slapped him. The Bible says they so slap him and punch him and say, who punched you? They put a, they put a veil on him. Then they punch him on his face. Then they'll take the veil off. And then they'll say, who punched you? Who punched you? Prophesy, who punched you? <laughs> then they'll put it back on him and punch him again. And t- who, who punched you? Prophesy. They beat him mercilessly. Early in the morning, you know, on his way to the cross of Calvary, a lot of things happened. He was carrying his cross. And as he was going, there were Jews who woke up. They had woken up very early in the morning. They had not brushed their teeth. There were no proper toothpaste. There was no toothpaste. There was no Colgate, Pestodent, close-up. None of those things. With their smelly mouth, they woke up in the morning and spat on him. Like that. He was put, Jesus was not crucified with a cloth around him. He was crucified stuck naked. Stuck naked. There was nothing on. It is too disgraceful to show it. That's why every statue of Jesus has a cloth around his waist. There was no cloth. He was beaten and battered like a thief because of you. That was a sacrifice for you. So that you too, you will not live a comfortable life. Very nice life. You too, you will live your nice life and sacrifice for him. The resurrection gives us motivation to do something for the Lord. Because in the resurrection, remember I said that we all resurrected the Lord, isn't it? What was resurrected on a certain day? There are differences in the resurrection. There are differences in the resurrection. You see, you didn't determine who you'll be born to. If you had had the opportunity to choose your parents, you, don't have, you may not have chosen your parents. But God has given you an opportunity. Listen, God has given you an opportunity to choose where you will be in eternity. And how you will be in eternity. It's all up to you now. What are you going to do? So Paul, knowing about the resurrection, was motivated. He was willing and ready to do anything for the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 15. From verse 30. First Corinthians 15, 30. Paul says, and why stand we in jeopardy every hour? Let's read BBE, lighter versions. You may not understand. Jeopardy and Tiasia. And why are we in danger every hour? Paul said he was in danger every hour. He says, why? Yes, truly, by your pride in me, my brothers in Christ Jesus our Lord, my life is one long death. Next verse. If after the way of men, I was fighting with beasts at Ephesus, he was fighting to get the church established in Ephesus, what profit is it to me if the dead do not come to life again? Let us take our pleasure in feasting for tomorrow we come to an end. Says, if there's no resurrection for the dead, then why am I fighting, planting churches and all of that? Then I should just sit down and eat and drink and because tomorrow we'll die. But there's, there's something about the resurrection. Next verse. Do not be tricked by false words. Evil company does damage to good behavior. Don't think that there's no resurrection. There is. And there are different categories and different classes. So Paul wanted a better resurrection. So he sacrificed his life. On many levels, on many accounts, at, at all times, he was a doctor of the law. He was a lawyer. He says, I count all things as cow poo for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. Jesus, my Lord. He forgot about all those things. 
so that he can serve the Lord and preach to others and establish others in the kingdom of God. Your life must count. You must become a missionary somewhere. Become a missionary to the lost and dying world. Don't just stay here and be happy. As you are in school, doing various things. Remember that your life must count. No, you are not just to study physics and study chemistry. I did chemistry. I'm not living on chemistry. It did something for me. But there's something you are supposed to do for the Lord. Remember that the resurrection is in different classes. Look at verse 41. 1 Corinthians 15, 41. Go to 41 now. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon. And another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. The resurrection of the dead is in different grades. Some of us will shine like the sun. Others will shine like the stars. Others will shine like the moon. Others will shine like rocks. And others will shine like grass. It's dependent on you. You see a grass that's not shine. So how you will be in the kingdom of God is dependent on you and your sacrifice for him. So if you know that you can become something in the kingdom of God, you will do whatever he wants you to do here on earth because you know that it will do something for him. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. Look at Daniel 12, 3. And they that be wise shall shine as a brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. I did not meet him as a pastor. He was not a pastor. He didn't have pastoring in his mind. It was not close to his mind. I preached to him. He changed his life. That's why he's here as your pastor. Yes. He had plans. But if he's not here, you see that you will not do well in a certain way. Yeah. He didn't have pastor in his mind. Come. Did you have pastor in your mind? Never. Yeah. <laughs> what did you have in mind? Work somewhere. Just get the work. In. Yeah. Become a businessman something. Yeah. How about you? Hey. Come, come, come and tell us. Not at all, daddy. I didn't even consider it at all. Wow. He's a pastor. I'm not saying you become a pastor. What I'm saying is that live your life for the Lord. Yeah. Do something for the Lord. How about you? Did you have pastoring in your mind? I didn't. Even though her father was a pastor, she hated pastoring. She didn't want to become a pastor. She wanted to become something. What did you want to become? I wanted to travel the world. And you will travel the world? Oh, you tra- your life has just begun. You travel the world. Finish giving birth. You see, we'll go on missions. All around. I'm waiting. All the ladies, I'm waiting for you to finish having your children. When you finish having your children, we'll start moving. We'll go to Zambia. Then we'll go to Afghanistan. Then we'll go to Zimbabwe. You realize that, hey, I've gone to 70 countries. We'll go. Hallelujah. What is your life? Your life must count. What do you think? So 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. But thanks be unto God. Which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always doing more for the Lord. Amplify. Let's do amplify. Another one who said it. Pastor Kobe said it. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord. Knowing 
He says, you must know something. And being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile. It is never wasted or to no purpose. In the resurrection, eh? When you, are, when you resurrect, you see that you are shining like the sun. Whilst those who did not mind God and were just busy with banking and busy with lawyer. If you're a banker, serve the Lord with your banking. Preach the gospel in your banking hall. Preach the gospel with your, with your banking experience. If you're a lawyer, preach the gospel with your law, whatever. Whatever you are, let the gospel be first. That's the reason why you're here on earth. If you like die as a lawyer, the law will continue. If you like die as only a doctor, medicine will continue without you. There are people who were the best of brains here on earth have died. Life has continued without them. If you like become a businessman, become so rich and not do anything with your riches for the Lord, you will die like Steve Jobs. It will mean nothing. If you like become famous like Michael Jackson, ooh, whatever, whatever you become, you will die. You will leave pop music there. It will continue without you. Kingdoms come and kingdoms go. But the Lord's own will never fade. So brothers and sisters, live your life for something better. Live your life for something bigger. Be motivated with the resurrection of Christ. If he sacrificed for me to come, then if I also sacrifice, many will come. Sacrifice for the Lord. I'm not saying leave your job. I'm not saying leave school. If you leave school, I'll slap you. Don't leave school. Finish school. Do a good job. But as you are finishing school and doing a good job, be functional in the house of God. Decide that you will live in, 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 in Brazil as a medical doctor or as a teacher so that you can bring Brazilians to Christ. You will get paid. You will be married. You have your children. They will go to good schools. But you will be doing your mission work, a higher purpose, something that is higher than just your profession. Something that is higher than your profession. He's a professional. He has whatever. He's doing so many things. But he's not. He's a manager. Of so he has, his workers are here. His workers are in the church. Yeah. But he's smart. He's using his life to be a blessing to others. Yeah. Apart from working in whatever, he will preach to you. Bring it to the house of God. Preach to young people. Bring them to the house of God. So don't just be there. Be smart. It's not just about moving around, being a boys, boys, wannabe, Charlie, you still waiting, Charlie, then turn some. I'll be able to see me, me so I to see you some. It's not about that. You are slain, you are, you are a slay queen, you are slain uh, and being slayed. You have, uh, what's it called? Bone straight. It's not about bone straight. <laughs> bone straight. It's not about iPhone 12. Pro Max or this one. There are things people are looking for. We have free of charge. We have we don't have to buy anything. <laughs> I was telling somebody, God has blessed me with four or five cars. I have not, I've not even bought one. And I'm not a fool. I give it to others too. To enjoy. What I enjoy, you must enjoy. So listen. Let the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Bring you motivation to sacrifice for him. Bring someone to the house of God. Give us a reason to build a bigger auditorium. Give us a reason. Okay? Yeah. And go further. Maybe you've sacrificed up to, some, up to a point. But there's more. Being an usher alone is not what God has called you for. If you're an usher, decide to become a missionary somewhere. 
decide to plant your life somewhere, marry a Venezuelan and stay in Venezuela and become a Venezuelan preacher. Yeah. Find a beloved somewhere in abroad. Go do a master's. Yeah. Do a master's in Sweden and stay in Sweden for the rest of your life. And do church. Your marriage is even a sacrifice of the Lord. Not only breast and buttocks. Hallelujah. So brothers and sisters, this is why I came all the way. To come and talk to you. I hope you've been blessed. Rise up on your feet. Rise up wherever you are. Just thank God for what He has shared with you. God bless you for listening. We pray that the Word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the Word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.